welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of the Easy Vineyard Church. This week, John talks about spiritual warfare. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Okay, I'm going to invite the presence of God to move more. Anybody want more from Jesus? I do. So, Lord, come. Holy Spirit, we open ourselves up to you because you're good. Yeah, everything that we need in this life, Lord Jesus, is found in you. And you've placed your very own spirit in us. So help us learn now to live from your spirit. Help us live from how you're leading us. Help us live in your light. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to preach until I deal with something. Let's all stand. I, um, well, during worship, I was aware that, and, and I'm aware in the natural, so I'm not saying this is altogether a prophetic word. I just think that there's a number of people in here that need, you're here this morning and you need comfort. You're going through, you're going through a rough moment in life, and I want you to know that I just feel the heart of God yearning to comfort you and embrace you. And I don't know what everybody's difficult moment is right now. I know uh, of one at least who's lost a loved one. And, um, but there's, I think there's all kinds of things. You're here today and you're hurting. And you just need Father God to, to hold you and meet you. If I, we don't need to know your circumstance. Could you just raise your hand real quick? We're going to pray for you right now, right where you're at. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. Everybody look around. Let's walk over to somebody who's in one of those moments or reach over, lay a hand on them. We're going to pray for them right, right here, right now. It's, you know what? Church is supposed to be the saints of God, being family, caring about one another, yeah, just go ahead and start praying over them for comfort. I, I believe the Lord's speaking comfort in your life right now. So, Lord, we invite you. We invite you to comfort. Holy Spirit, come. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to rest on these ones. That they're in a moment of life. That they need your comfort. They need your comfort. Lord Jesus, you called Holy Spirit the Comforter. So thank you. Go ahead and keep praying. You guys just keep praying. Bless them in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless them. Now meet them. Meet them right now. Right where they're at with your comfort and even direction. Give them direction and guidance in this moment. To know how to move forward from here. They're going to need to know how to move forward. Increase their faith. Help their focus to be on you. Because our answers are found in you. So now we thank you again. Let's just all say thank you. Say thank you. Those of you who receive prayer. I encourage you to just say thank you. Because I, I know Jesus. He's going to meet you. He's going to meet you. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. 
Thank you, guys. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and sit down. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's just more important right in the moment to, to kind of listen to what God has to say and, and, and go with what He's doing. You know, we've been on a spiritual journey together over the last number of months that um, we started off by talking about Jesus being our first love. It's okay, you guys, just finish when you finish, it's all right. Jesus wants to be our first love and he's offering, he's offering these great rewards. He's inviting us into a, a deeper, fuller relationship with him. My encouragement for everyone in this room is go further with the Lord than you've been before. Give him more of your heart. And, so, and, and, and really giving some, someone more of your heart. And make no mistake, Jesus isn't a religion. He's a someone. He's the greatest someone of all. Often that means we just focus on Him more. We focus on who He is. We focus on the answers He's, he's opening up to us. We keep our eyes fixed on him. Before I get into my message, I just, I got to share something that's a little off my notes with you, but uh, I was listening to uh, Alan Scott preach um, this week and his um, podcast uh, that's from the Vineyard Anaheim, and it just struck my heart. He was preaching on shame and getting free of shame, and it has his answer in it. Uh, has everything to do with what I want to talk about this morning, which is spiritual warfare. We've been in a season of prayer, of focus, calling on God. Please keep that up. We're praying for victories and breakthrough, and God's releasing them. We're, getting, we're seeing victories and breakthroughs, and it's going to increase. And in the midst of it, some of us are going through increased difficulties. Don't back down. Don't give up. Perseverance. And continued prayer, continuing to focus on the, the Lord and on His answers is, is, is the answer. He personally is our answer. But if you remember in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, the next verse says... For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. God's not brokering right now in condemnation. And he, you know, the day will come when He'll judge. Today ain't that day. He's offering the world salvation. Yeah, We're, He hasn't appointed us to condemn the world for its sins or all that. That's not our job. We get to take good news. And the verse before that says this. He says a very strange thing. It's, Jesus says, for just as Moses lift up the, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Listen to me. This is an answer for some of, some of us this morning. Mo, in the, what happened in the time of Moses was the children of Israel, careful to pay attention to what I'm saying, were grumbling and complaining, and God sent poisonous 
snakes among them. They were biting them. These, they were dying. Okay, I'll get to this a little more later. Let me tell you something God does not like. Grumbling and complaining. Read your Bible. It never goes well. We live in the midst of a society that is professional grumblers and complainers. Human, it's not a church thing. It's a, it's a human thing. And so the Lord told Moses, make a brass snake and put it on a pole and set, set it up in the camp so if anybody gets bit by one of those snakes, all they have to do, listen to me, it sounds stupid. It must have sounded stupid to them. If they get bit by a snake, all they had to do is look at the snake on the pole and they would be healed. Oh, well, well what's that going to do? How's that going to fix my problems? How is... You know what? Jesus said, all you got to do is look to him. Just like, He said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent. Let, let me tell you something. We're so fixated on our problems. If we'd be fixated on Jesus, the poison would be leave our bodies. Anybody want the poison of the world to leave your body? So here's... I'm going to... Now I feel better. I, I can keep going. Let me get my... There. I want you all to know, I, typically I'm not a potty mouth, so I brought that with me instead. I'm just warning you. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. Brace yourself. Today I want to talk about spiritual warfare. I'm going to read you two verses real quick. I have so much. I don't think there's any chance I can cover but a small amount of it. First one is this. I think we need to understand the plight that we live in in this world. We need to understand better the world that surrounds us, that we've been affected by. We've been totally inundated in this world and how it works. And it has, we're in that position of needing to keep our eyes on Jesus so the poison can leave our system. We've, we must change. Many of our problems isn't as much what's going on around us. It's not our circumstances. It's how we respond to our circumstances. It's, and that's because of how we think. We haven't changed how we think. Okay, I'm going to read you two verses or two passages, then we're going to move on. 1 John 5, 19. The Apostle John says, We know that we are the are children of God and that the whole world lies under the control of the evil one. That's pretty all-inclusive. We live in a world that the things we see are actually being controlled by the devil. We now have become citizens of the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, and we're taking back ground. Spiritual warfare is we're taking back from the devil those things that actually should be God's. We are in spiritual warfare. Let's read the next one. Ephesians 6, 10, and 12. I, I don't, boy, I could teach this passage alone. Verse 10. Finally, Paul, the Apostle Paul saying this. Finally, be strong in the Lord in, in His mighty power. Whose mighty power? Okay, all you control freaks out here. You can start letting go. 
We need to start letting go and let Jesus Christ be the power behind what we're doing. And that's, that means everything. That means your own life. Do you know why many pe people can't get free from certain sins that, that are afflicting their life? Because they're trying to do it themselves. They just continue to do the same thing. Oh, I'll never do it again. And then do it again. Oh, I can't believe I do it again. They, because they're not inviting Jesus into the middle of what's going on in their life. They're afraid or ashamed. Shame is like binding cords on you. It ties you up right to where you're at. Jesus is giving us freedom and victory. We can fight from freedom and victory, but we've got to do it His way. His way works. Your way doesn't. I have a good bro uh, brother of mine used to always tell me, John, isn't it true that your best thinking has got you in your worst trouble? It's like, dang, got me again. Isn't it true that our best thinking often gets us in our worst trouble? We need to start thinking the way Jesus thinks. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the in, in His mighty power. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Beloved, the devil's scheming against you. Why does God let all these things happen to me? It's not him. It's not God. Someone else is doing it, and it ain't your father in heaven. Quit blaming God. Because when you do, it kills your faith. Stop blaming God for the things the devil has done. Verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That jerk at work isn't your problem. That jerk you're married to, that jerk is not your problem. Yeah, that preacher doesn't quit preaching, going to meddling. Our struggle is not, let's all say this together from the beginning, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Thank you. Remember that. If we keep fighting flesh and blood, we're never going to win any spiritual battles. Because you're just fighting the way the world fights. But it, our struggle is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. We live in a world... Let me, let me be clear, we understand this. Heaven is not some f way far place away out beyond the universe, and it might be there too, but it's right here, right now. We live in a place that is inundated in a spiritual realm where there's, there's angels, there's demons... There's spiritual things going on all around us. Listen, even, even science says there is almost certainly 10 dimensions. They call it dimensions. We only can chart and, and understand four right now. There's dimensions of spirits and and. and whole realms around us. And guess what, you guys? Before you start freaking out, 
We're spirits. You just happen to be a spirit wearing an earth suit right now. We're spirits made in the likeness of Almighty God, and we're learning to come into our inheritance. We're learning to come into who we really are. We're putting off. Paul uses language that's like changing clothes. Put off the old. Put on the new. We have to learn how... The, be, the greatest spiritual warfare ever is simply doing things God's way because it works His way. Stop doing the same old thing over and over and over expecting a different result. We are children of light. I don't want you to respond in fear. For some of us, what I'm seeing right now is old hat. You've heard of sermons on this subject a thousand times. And others might be saying, Oh my God, there's demons around us. Don't, don't do that. Okay, so I want, I want to start out or kind of make my big point here by saying faith in God through Jesus Christ draws the activity of heaven to you. Can anybody say amen to that? It draws. Faith draws. But fear draws the activity of darkness just like draws flies. Draws flies. Don't you hate flies? Yes. Some people are making whole businesses out of going around scooping that up. Anyway, that's... Some things never cease to amaze me that people will pay for. Anyway. Some people... Okay, let me talk about spiritual warfare real quick. Okay. Some people, it was faddish back in the 90s. Some of you will know what I'm talking about. Some of you won't. Those of you that won't, I'm not going to teach you to do this, okay? Some people learned to, like in prayer, we've been in a season of prayer, right? They'll all of a sudden lapse while they're praying into speaking to the devil, be gone. And like, Who are we praying to, man? Knock that off. Spiritual warfare isn't done that. There's no biblical precedent to yelling at demons while we're praying to God. The real form of spiritual warfare is coming in the opposite spirit. See, we see what's going on in the world. We come in the spirit of the kingdom and we come in the opposite spirit in our prayers. We don't pray away demons. Okay, now I know I'm, I'm treading on some people's toes. If you like to do that, fine, go ahead. You're not going to bother me. But I know what's effective is we're not praying devils away. We're praying the kingdom in, in place, and that runs off demons. We're changing how we pray. We're changing how we act and think to align ourselves. We're looking at, at the Lord who's been lifted up. We're, we're learning to keep our eyes fixed on Him. Because, listen to me, when we fix our eyes on the world and its ways, the circumstances or even what the devil's doing. I don't care what the devil's doing. I care what Jesus is doing. I care what he's saying. I may have to suffer some circumstances in my life that are demonically inspired. 
but I know the one that's the answer. I don't know a answer, I know the answer. And it's Jesus Christ Himself. The greatest spiritual warfare of all isn't telling demons what to do or where to go. It's inviting the presence of the Almighty as we surrender ourselves to Him. Spiritual warfare is coming in the opposite spirit. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Kingdom. I want to talk about, with what little time I have left, about true spiritual warfare is changing the atmosphere. Changing the atmosphere. And I want to tell you, my friends, I've seen this happen in my home. I've seen this happen. How about this? In me. In me. I, I, I wonder... How is it like to live in that body you're wearing right now? Is it peaceful? Or is it turmoil? Is it, is it confusion or, or doubt? What is going on in us? See, the first environment to change is what's happening in us. If you want to do true spiritual warfare, and if you want to get free from how the devil is, is literally murdering this world, we have to do it God's way. That Ephesians passage talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Talks about putting on truth as, as, a, as a belt around our waist. That, and that's, he's using the analogy of the, this Roman armament. And truth, we begin to strap it on. You know what? Had you ever noticed your fears lie to you? Fears lie to us. They're almost never right. And yet we entertain them. I mean, I, I'd say like 90% of the time, fear is lying to you. So Paul talks about strapping on truth. He talks about this, this uh, breastplate that protects our vital organs of righteousness. Listen to me. We're given righteousness. Why do we walk around? See, as long as we walk around feeling like never good enough, this is, this is a poison, the devil, just that, that poisonous serpent bites Christians and injects this lie. You're never good enough. Oh, you didn't read the Bible enough. Oh, you didn't pray long enough. Oh, you haven't fasted anywhere near long enough. Oh, dear, you're just not even close. Isn't it true we hear those voices? Never good enough. That's not your God. You know, the one that died for you and gave his all for you to take away all of our sins. We, we move forward from victory, not for victory. We have been handed it to us for free. That thinking is a binding form of thinking that comes from the darkness. As long as we let ourselves be a part of thinking that way and not really owning the sacrifice and resurrection of Christ as our own, as long as we think in terms of shame and not good enough, it's going to draw, keep drawing darkness to you just like <laughs> draws flies.
as we put on the mind of Christ, we strap truth on, we let our vital organs of our, of our spirit be protected by righteousness, we put on salvation, so all them lies can't get at our, our mind anymore. We, and we put good news on our feet. Too long has the church brought bad news to our, the world around us. We're made to bring good news of the love of God, of His forgiveness, of His reconciliation, of His blessing, His desire. How about this one? His desire to prosper you. The Bible's full of it. Why do we keep thinking, oh, the Lord's just going to keep us down in poverty because that's really holy? No, it's not. It's poor. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with being there. I, I grew up in a really poor situation with really godly people, but I'm telling you, I, there was so much love in that, and I appreciate it, but God wants to prosper us. I believe He wants us to break through into increasing prosperity, body, soul, and spirit. And I want to see that begin, keep increasing and increasing among us. So I only have a little time left. I'm going to move forward to some examples. So we're environment changers. We're changing the environment on the inside of us by, going, by learning His Word. And what he says, the Lord has so much good in here. Changing our thinking. Some of us just need to admit what's going on on the inside of me. The way I think is unacceptable and I will take on the Lord's truth and his ways. We need to stop doing it the way we've always done it. If we don't change the environment on the inside of us, we'll have little power to no power to change the environment around us. Now, I'm not saying you've got to get perfect. Hear me out. That's not how this works. We change the direction we're going. You know, I don't, I don't currently reside in heaven, but let me tell you something that's the truth. I do currently reside in heaven. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's the already and the not yet. It's the already and the not yet of the kingdom. I am in Christ seated in heavenly places. That's what the Bible tells us. There's something about who we are. If you have faith in Christ that is literally with Him right now. We need to begin to see ourselves that way. Change the inside. Put the Word of God in. Take time to listen to Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to get a little tough right now. And I think some of us need to, to hear it this way. If you won't make time to spend with God, and if you let busy run your life, if you have no time to sit quietly and listen and talk to Him, it's your fault. You're choosing it. I believe every one of us does. You're currently doing what's most important to you. And if you're not taking time for, the, for Jesus, who's supposed to be our first love, it's our fault. Something's got to go. Well, my job this, or my family that, or you know what? If, you, if we won't honor Him first, 
there's no way you can honor your family first. It doesn't work that way. If we communicate to our loved ones that they're more important than God in our life, what fall are we setting them up for? I want you to love your husband, love your wife, love your children with all your heart. We can do that. We can be wholehearted towards them and be the best parent or grandparent that you can be or friend or son or daughter that you can possibly be. It'll come because you've surrendered your life to Christ. And we're letting Him speak to us on the inside. We're, we're having genuine relationship with Him. Take control of the environment on the inside of you. Many of us don't have any, we, we don't have any kind of peace going on on the inside of us because we refuse to forgive. That is the worst poison I see restrained Christians than anything. But yeah, pastor, you don't know what that man did to me. You don't know what, the, I don't care. I don't mean to be callous. I, what I care about is that you're carrying that poison around still like it was some precious thing to hang on to. It's some treasure. I'm going to carry this filthy poisonous stuff around me for the rest of my life because they did me wrong. Does that make sense? And as, when we do that, it draws darkness to us just like <laughs> draws flies. And we wonder why we keep going through the same thing over and over and over. Forgiveness can be a fight. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's one of your best strengths ever. If you want to give... Have anybody noticed it's hard to forgive sometimes? And sometimes we need some help, don't we? Your best empowering that you can possibly have is that you live in community with others and you just get honest with them. It's like, I hate that person. I want to pray for him. God, kill them now. You know, I mean, that what, if I pray what, what I really feel like praying, that's how I pray. You know, anybody, just be honest. And your greatest allies is your brothers and sisters all around you. What does uh, the apostle Peter say? He says, love covers a multitude of sins. And the passage is in the context of us loving one another. Sometimes we just need to get it out in the open. We need to spit it out. We, hey, we have people here that are very well trained. They both happen to be named Rhonda. I'm going Rhonda and Rhonda, raise your hands, will you? They're very well trained in inner healing. Okay, her too. We have opportunity among us right here to get free at a level deeper than we ever thought we're the problem is we get used to living the way we're living and man am i ever running out of time do you get the idea that i think it's important that you that we get free on the inside of us we begin to change our thinking next let me give you another example you're having a family problem a child is having a problem a, a spouse is not behaving the way they should or whatever parent you know we're having a family issue i think i, I i'll speak for myself 
out of my own way of handling things, I've tended to, to just yell and get mad and try to control by my anger. I, dude, I, get, I can do angry really well. I'm really good at angry. Some of you guys need to be going like, yeah, it's a guy thing. I can, I can get mad. Everybody here in this house better line up. And nothing ever gets fixed. It just happens all over again because you're trying to manipulate the situation by the force of your own anger. Or here's a better way on how anger works. Well, if it's going to be that way, then I won't talk to you. Days or weeks go by. Wow, that was better than yelling at someone. Boy, that just, we'll manipulate them with silence. I'm sure no one but me in here has ever done anything like that. You know, and then you go stew about it for a while. Let's just internally do some rage. You know, boy, that's going to fix the problem. See, all those ways of trying to deal with family issues draws darkness just like draws flies. It don't work. Why do you keep doing it? Why do we keep doing it? Why do I keep doing it? Instead, I have discovered... I mean, I'm sorry, honey. I'm just going to have to rat you out. Um, I have discovered that if I quit fussing at my wife and trying to make her behave the way I think life should go, of course, I'm right about everything, right? If I'll just pray for her and, and call on God and, and just love her and treat her well, that all of a sudden, things start happening. Things start changing. Because I've changed what happens on the inside of me. Now I have the availability to speak blessing instead of cursing. To speak goodness and call for God's blessing. Instead of praying, God, fix that woman you gave me. I pray, Lord, we need your help. You know, we're not able to work this out. I mean, you know, or you can do that with a child. You know, anybody notice... Kids, you know, as you're growing, you just get them to a good point, and then they hit teenager years, and someone pushes the reset button. It's like, what happened to my kid? They're all in there, so I can say that right now. It's like, where'd my kid go? You know, we need wisdom we can't generate on our own because God moves and knows them individually. He releases things for our families that there's no way we could generate on our own. Next, I want to talk about changing the environment of your work, whether it's a business or a place you work. I want to talk about doing something right. We can either join around the water cooler or the lunch table or wherever and gossip about the lousy boss that we have. We can join in with the rest of the people and the way the world works and curse. Just release curse after curse. Oh, that jerk and he's a blah, 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 blah. And you know what that will do in your work environment? It will release curses. Just like <laughs> draws flies. And more will come. But I promise you, I've seen this in a personal way. My wife and I have seen this go on. That when we come in the opposite spirit and we bring blessing instead of cursing, 
when we refuse to let ourselves be joined together with gossip, complaining and whining, when we make a choice to release blessing and pray for them instead, it begins to change the atmosphere of where we work. I could give you more than one story about seeing how God moved in the places where I worked or my wife or others have worked. And just a total turnaround and people start getting saved. Bosses suddenly go somewhere else and new people come in. Nicer people. God wants to move in your workplace. We have to do it His way. Can anybody say amen to that? I have so much more. <sighs> Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says go. Our children's workers, they might not. I want you and me and us to draw heaven to ourselves. To draw the activity of the angelic to ourselves. To draw the answers from heaven for your circumstances. Yes, yes, we all have circumstances that are hard. We all have circumstances that are out uh, that hit us out of left field, that feel overwhelming, that feels like, I just can't take this anymore. We all have those moments and those times. And the reason is because we live in an evil world that's under the control of, 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 of Satan and demons and, and it's all around us and it's affecting us and yet we don't live under it. We are made to live over it. And we bring change within ourselves, within our families, within our sphere of influence by coming in the opposite spirit. I'm going to take it one last step. Okay, I'm going to do it, Josh. I'm going for it, dude. We bring change in our community. We can change our community. I'm, I'm not joking. This, isn't, this is not just John speaking out of my goodwill or... or is John loaded today? I mean, what is... <laughs> He's smoking something. No, I'm telling you right now. God changes whole communities. And I believe, what did Jesus say? All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. He called us to disciple nations. So we're practicing on ourselves. We're, we're, we're working it out in our family. We're going to work and we're coming in the opposite spirit, bringing change in our place of work. And we're practicing because we're going to change a community. And then I believe we're going to disciple nations. And that's what we're called for because all authority belongs to Christ. And He will not be defeated ever. Ever. He's just looking for people who will align their lives with Him. Let's all stand. I just like pushing that, okay? There you have it. I'd like our ministry team to come up, please. And
See, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun. I'll leave it up here. After ministry time's over, you can come push it too. The Lord wants to go further in your life than, than you've ever let Him. He wants to bring joy. When the Lord does come in your life more, in our lives more, you live within that, within your own self at peace. With joy. With your best friend, your Lord and your King, who's in you by His Holy Spirit. Anybody down for that? Do you want it? Hold your hands up with me and let's pray. Lord, here we are. Pick us. Let your fire fall on us more. More revelation of Jesus Christ. More revelation of your love and your goodness. It's there. We just need to see it more clearly. We just need to experience it more fully and we want to. We want to. I pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in every one of our lives. I ask you, Lord, to meet each one of us here today in that place of our need. Lord, give us direction as we move forward. I pray for every individual here that we will change our mind to align with who you are. That we'll change our actions to those that you're leading us in, Holy Spirit. I ask you for every family represented here, that we will become environment changers in our, in our families, in our places of business, in our places of work. Lord, help us come in the Spirit of God, full of joy, full of peace, full of hope. Everybody say hope. hope. Lord, there's hope for us. There's hope for the world around us. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. It doesn't matter because you're greater. Let us be those agents of change, heavenly, dynamic, love-filled change in this world around us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.